PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, asshole! Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? Life's pretty chaotic up here. The day after booking a vacation, we found out we are being forced out of our apartment. Fucking Brooklyn. We've got a couple of months still, but it's disruptive as hell. I guess there's only one thing left to do. Hustle mode activated. Every day I'm hustling. But before that, I did watch a few movies this week. So it wasn't all bad news. Far from it. I caught a couple of gems. I rented Lee Chang Dong's Burning from Amazon this week. After missing it here each time it screened, I just couldn't wait any longer. I had to see what this cryptic trailer was all about. And the film is a stunning meditation on loneliness, class, anger, and ambiguity. A real slow burn dark drama that has stuck with me for days. I want so many people to watch this. It's not for everyone, but that hasn't stopped me from recommending it to any film-minded people I talk to. Steven Yeun gives a career-defining performance that is criminally overlooked in the discussions of best performances this year. And Lee Chang Dong adds another impressive credit to his already stellar filmography. Don't sleep on this filmmaker. I think of him in the same way I think about Wong Kar Wai. He makes like one movie every five years, so you got plenty of time to catch up before he makes another film. I also watched the Shudder original documentary Horror Noir. What a fucking treat this is. A deep dive of black horror films and icons. There are conversations with Tony Todd and Keith David, William Crane, Jordan Peele, and author Robin Armin's Coleman. This film looks at the history of black horror and black people in horror. It's a fantastic documentary that needs a wider audience. So go join Shudder. Watch it. Tell all your friends. And then go watch some of the films they talk about with fresh eyes and celebrate the black icons of horror and cinema alike. And uh, I saved the trash for last. I watched a disaster piece of sleaze this week on Amazon called Strip to Kill. Wow. Movies like this actually give me some kind of hope for humanity, because something like this would be really hard to make today. A detective has to go undercover at a strip club to solve a rash of stripper murders. I watched about 20 minutes of stripping montages before the actual story kicks in. It's also hard to look away once you start it. It's got some hilariously insane dialogue at really inappropriate times. I sort of loved it. This is for fans of high-waisted G-strings and the word tits. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at Blood, and Instagram again is at BillyDSnaps. I'm working hard at resurrecting up a stream. Time and work and the forces of chaos have gotten in the way. But I'll be back soon. Stay cool, Billy D. Cinema Crespo, so that's three C's, uh, an X, a V, and three I's. Oh my goodness. That's long. That is long. That's ridiculous. How did they do it? Those Romans spent so much time writing down numbers, they didn't spend enough time living. Or did they? Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know. Drew Sakagwin, how you doing? Doing. How you doing? Oh, let me give you one of these. 
fantastic. That's for you, buddy. Just what I always wanted. It's the Drew Horn. I hate you. So that's much. that's not. I only. It's only for you. I wish. That's the only time it gets a slow, blue. painful death upon yeah, you. It's, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have also with us a first-time guest from to a certain degree. Uh, Drew and I we were talking about this yesterday. Not exactly sure how to say it. Uh, so we're just going to do it on the show. Are you? Yes. You're just going to go for it. You're just going to wing it. We're just going to go for it. Just going to wing it, ladies and gentlemen. From to a certain degree at WPRK 91.5. Let's do it every Monday, 7 a.m., 7 to 9. Nick. Georgia do. Really close. All right. Ah, really close. I'll take close. really close. I'll, I'll take really close. No, that, that, no that, that was the consensus. That was our consensus. Was our we consensus. came up with that together. We talked about it, yeah. yeah. So we're going to trick you the second season of our team. So it's Jorgudiu. 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 We were talking yep. about Vangelis. Did you know Vangelis? Mm-hmm. Vangelis, sure. It's, we go way back. It, it's it's Van, Vangelis. It's Vangelis. Yeah. The composer Vangelis is actually uh, Greek again. That's why it sort of came up. Jorgudiu. Jorgidu, Jorgidu, Jor. One more time, Jorgidu, Jorgidu. One more time. You gotta see it. Read it. Jorgidu, Jorgidu. It's the OU that's throwing me. Yeah, there's a lot of OUs in there. So what kind of lifelong affliction has this caused upon you? Uh, <laughs> a lot of mistaken identity. A lot of people just calling me Nick G or something okay. along those yes, lines. Yes, running with mm-hmm. Nick G. Right? I tried. I tried to get handsome Nick into the lexicon. That did not work. Did not work for out. some reason. Yeah. Why yeah. not? That, that's I not like, something that you. One thing I've learned about nicknames throughout my life is you can't make up your own nickname. You it got, has to come from somebody else. You gotta you gotta find a way to seed it though. If you this can is why time travel. Time, time yes. travel would be good because yeah. then I could go back and start telling people handsome Nick, handsome Nick, handsome yeah. Nick. You go back mm-hmm. in time like when they're babies. As a uh, put on a costume and you talk of to course. people and be like, Who's that guy over there? That handsome dude. Is his name handsome Nick? And then everyone's yeah. like, I guess that guy's a mm-hmm. handsome mm-hmm. Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean handsome yeah. Nick over there? Yeah. Next thing you know, then you go back into the future, your whole life has changed, alternate time. Timeline 1985. Right. Now you're uh, you own a casino. Uh, Hill Valley is uh, uh, like the worst of Las Vegas. And uh, your wife hates you. Your wife hates you, but she's got big old fake uh, <laughs> like a chest plate thing that she wears under her dress. I love everything like about this. <laughs> and then I'll make you cool, Chris Crespo. Yes. And dashing Drew. Yes. Yeah. Already been called that. Oh, okay. Have you? Mm. Dashing Ron. Drew. Oh, Ron. Ron gives this guy nicknames Dashing, Daring, <laughs> Delicious, Drewster Cogburn. All of it. He gets all the nicknames. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. You see, you, yeah. it, it works out better if you don't give them to you yourself. I've never given myself any of my nicknames. That's right. And Drewster Cogburn, Dr. So Drew, Drucifer, uh, Punky Drewster. <laughs> all uh, of them have come from elsewhere. They all yeah. have come all right. from, That's yes. the secret. No. That is the secret. Uh, I don't want to say any of the nicknames that are given to me. They're not, not good nicknames. <laughs> Nick Jorgadu. Damn it. All right, I'll take it. You'll take it. I just I get it, Jordan. Jorgidio. There you go. Pow. I just have Drew safe. Dashing Drew. This is a really nice, this is a nice business card. Well designed. It's got, I want to have some heft. It's got some, it's got raised letters and whatnot. Yeah, if you need to throw it as a throwing star, I wanted it to be able to shoot somebody. I'm actually pretty good at that. If you need a watermelon, I might be able to get a couple of shots. It does have nice corners there. Ours was a sticker. Yes. Uh, I think we may have some laying around somewhere upstairs, but ours is a, has our information on one side. The other side was a sticker that you can then peel off sure. and, and then vandalize stuff with. You brought us this wonderful bag of uh, of goodies, and and uh, that's where we're getting, uh, talking about your business card here, as well as all these, uh, this cool stuff. Drew, we have an envelope. Let's do an unenveloping here. Mm-hmm. You're a man of typewriters. I am. You I, like typewritten really messages. I like typewriting because you can't read my handwriting. So if yeah, I'm going to write a note, that's it's going to be typewritten. And yeah. and uh, there is definitely, people say a handwritten note really means, because it shows you go the extra effort, right, yeah. when you do a handwritten note. So there's handwritten note. On the other end of the spectrum, there's nothing. 
And then somewhere in there is the card that you just signed. Yes. Right? Yes. So I, then I think typewriter is, is on the handwritten note yeah, side. Not maybe because quite you have, as well. You have to make an effort. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, you, e- it's even more of an effort to actually type something these days than I'm sure than to handwrite a note. Especially I mean, since you, you got grab the typewriter. Grab pen, grab a piece of paper. Typewriter. Yeah. Grab the typewriter. You got to make sure you got ink in your ribbon. Mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm, that, the other. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure the typewriter actually works. Yeah, crank it, line everything up in there. Get in there. Do the mm-hmm. I do uh, encounter. Some typewriter usage in my uh, in my work job every now and then, and it is always exciting. Yeah, here we go. It's for so, like forms and triplicate and stuff. Uh, for stuff where it's like we need this to be recorded with the with the clerk, but uh, we have to use the original document. So make sure you type this on this document and don't fuck it up because it's the uh, only one we got with yeah. a signature on it. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so you're going so back fun. and changing contracts. No, like. going back to, to re-record information <laughs> uh-huh. to, with the con. It's all very on the up oh, and up. Yeah. yeah, no, it sounds like it. Uh, let's see what we got. It is a typewritten note, right? Yes, it is. Okay, that would have been a very on off-brand. If it was <laughs> that would have been for whatever reason. Are you ready? All right, what do we got? T- Dear Cinema Crespo Diso. Mm. That's I, us. That's you guys. I mean, he's here. Why doesn't he read this to us? He wrote it. Why is he reading I wanna, it? I want to hear it in your voice. Okay. That's weird. Thank you so much for letting me appear on your show today. I'm using this new typewriter to put the message together, so I hope you understand some of the errors. Also, I hope this machine is not haunted and will give you a curse or otherwise disturb you. I'm not sure how to test for that. I don't think sage smudging will be enough for a typewriter, mm. but a full preemptive exorcism is too much. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas on how to address this? If you can't respond because the curse of the typewriter has already taken hold of you, please send a coded message of some kind. Okay. Your pal. All right, we need a Dropbox then for Dakota message. Yep. Uh, are we worried that a haunted typewriter is making the note haunted, which is then passing along the poltergeist to us? I would think so, because, I, you know, haunting, and I think Stephen King wrote about this. It was a story of I his. I think he did write about a haunted There was a haunted typewriter, which started as a haunted, uh, no, it was a haunted typewriter than a haunted camera. But it's a lot better than a haunted STD. I wanted it to be the haunted notes. The haunted because notes from, from the, the typewriter. It's like, just saw Velvet Buzzsaw. An artist gives out, artist paintings get out there, and the people who get the paintings, then they get they get killed by the the, painting. the, paintings. the paintings. So you're distributing the the demons, the ghosts out there through a singular source, the typewriter. So this is called the type. This is called. This is called. Whoop, oh, the, the typewriter. typewriter. I was thinking that hipster was nice. hipster buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a typewriter. Because it is a typewriter. Yeah. Uh, a typewriter found in a coffee shop, in a craft coffee shop. Right. You know, one of those ones where it's a coffee so, cocktail this thing. Is weird. Is this the store? Did the store do this? Oh, that's very kitschy and, and like cool. Typing so- oh, this is fun. Yeah, I like doing typing this. things. Uh, and then they go home and die. Yeah. And then people are like, and then the coffee shop people are like, oh no, someone just dropped it off one day. We didn't. That's not ours. We yeah. didn't do that. So somewhere. But then when they try to move it, then they die. The ring and it follows just with typewriter. It's the ring it follows meets uh, like craft and common or uh, linger cafe linger. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. I you like think it. these coffee shops will be on board for sponsoring this idea? Definitely, I 100. percent Yeah, the, uh, we can we can shoot there. It's like a great commercial for for their them. brand for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Actually, we should approach Foxtail. They're the ones with all the money. I'll they be are. there on Thursday typing stuff up at Foxtail. As a matter of fact, yeah, for Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day typewriter meetup. Yeah, <laughs> really. So what are you doing? Not People... even a typewriter meetup. I will be typing stuff, so you come in and yeah. I'll have sarcastic Valentines for you to take nice. with you. Uh, which Foxtails is that? The Winter Park. Okay. Yeah. 
Very good. Uh, well, this episode comes out today, so people have time then. Yeah. Uh, our local yokels, if you need uh, some handcrafted typewriting goodness. Type that may or may not be cursed. <laughs> so this is even better. Wait, are you bringing the like you're bringing the cursed typewriter to Valentine's? Uh, oh, the maybe is, I mean, Valentine's is fairly cursed already. I guess so. You are dealing with the the heartache and ghosts of of girlfriends past. Yeah, and boyfriends, and uh, polyamorous relationships. Sure. Yeah. The rise of polyamory is uh, you know the rise. Chris, that shit's been around since. Yeah, but I guess you know it's just more popular now because of uh, dating apps. <laughs> 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 it's a lot easier. Like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, they did a lot of people. Before, it used to be called Sleeping Around, but now it's, uh, I love everyone. I can, yeah. get, I can get with that. Yeah. It's a return to the 60s free love thing, but but with the diseases. Yes. With all of the diseases. Yes, yeah. Yeah. all of the diseases. So it's like a, it's like a fun, including, yeah, it's a fun uh, Russian roulette. In, including, uh, what, antibacterial-resistant gonorrhea? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Apparently, there's super gonorrhea out there that is resistant to all antibiotics. Gonorrhea. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about this stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's for real. So Mm -hmm. uh, be careful when you're shaking hands with people and then sticking your fingers on your throat because you make yourself super mouth gonorrhea. Yeah, super gonorrhea of the throat. Speaking of which, (laughs) I got to clear my. Very nice. Ah, well, seriously, though, thank you guys for having me on. Thank I you really for appreciate on, it. Nick, you had me on your show to a yep. certain degree. That was a lot of fun. Very early in the morning. I haven't gotten up that early since I worked at Starbucks. Coinc- not coincidentally, we met at a Starbucks. Yes. Uh, that yes, we did. Uh, which I was like, this is a weird, a weird old memory. A little reflex. deja vu yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, yeah being yeah. here before the sun comes up. Uh, I look at the workers there. I was like, I feel your pain. I feel that pain of being like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> well, and I'm a big fan of PFT Media. So Peter, thank you. Peter's yes. been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky, Rocky from on. What's the Fuss, yeah. Uh, Rye will be on in a couple weeks. Rye Perry Excellent. from What's very the Fuss. Very cool, yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, Rye's a good guy. All good people. Well, yeah. we are a good guy. We appreciate it, Nick. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun uh, working together. And then uh, we've already talked about how we'll have, well, I'll be back on your show soon. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of stuff together down the road. So, um, Nick. I pointed to you to say the last thing. Well, you gotta look. You have to look at it. Jurassa, look at it, Nick. Jurassa, look at it. Be able to say it. George. George. No, I know. How have you not? If I see it, I mean, you keep writing it down, Mister and Mrs. Drew Jorgidio. I mean, Jorgidio. Yeah, Jorgidio. Jorgidio. Yeah, Jorgidio sounds like a uh, like a um, like an old biblical angel that got forgotten. That got that got edited out at some point it, by one of the popes. Totally angel Jorgidio. Yeah. Yeah. The angel Jorgidio. He came down because he had Michael with the with the he blasted the horn, and then Gabriel with the sword, and then here comes Jorgidio with the accordion. Like, oh, we got get rid of yeah. this angel. This one's got to go. So annoying, always with the polka. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Uh, polka, polka's on 45. Anyone? Weird Al? Weird Al? Weird Al? Weird Al? Yeah. Yeah. Weird Al fan? Yeah. I definitely grew up Weird Al fan. My first cassette ever. This will show my age range a little bit. My first cassette ever was Weird Al's. It was like a single. Smells like Nirvana. Mm-hmm. It smells like Teen Spirit uh, parody. Yep. Which nice. I think... I, did I hear that first before the Nirvana one? That's possible. That would be weird. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That would be strange. <laughs> I mean, I've heard hey, Nirvana Michael covered Weird Al. That's that's bizarre. That's yeah. crazy, man. Did they also do uh, Eat It? <laughs> That'd be crazy. It would be crazy, actually, if Nirvana covered Eat It. Right, right. That would can be. We, can we? Can we get that time can travel? We, can, can we time, time travel? We're gonna have to. All right, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe to fund my Kickstarter to get a time travel machine, purposefully to go back. To get Nirvana to convince them to do a cover of Weird Al's Eat It. And while you're there, you might as well just start Kickstarter. And then you can make all the money. Oh, back then? Yeah. Well, then I'm going to have to like start 
high speed internet. internet. <laughs> and and, and well, no, low speed internet fine. And also, I have to start the widespread trust in internet transactions. That mm. that took a minute to you know. Thank you, Elon Musk, for that. PayPal. PayPal and Jeff Bezos. Crazy Jeff Bezos. He'll yeah. sell you anything if you go to his website. He's got it all. And some he's, of it's on sale. He's got some stuff on the cellular network, too. He that does. is not great. He does that. Oh, yeah. you mean his uh, his own his per- private pictures? His own private pictures when that you, are not that private. When are you that rich? Why are you sending out dick pics? <laughs> You're the richest man in the world. Point, at that point, don't you get a body double? Can't you afford I know, that? right? Yeah. For your... For everything. For everything. Yeah, for everything but including... I don't, I don't understand at all. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. And it, there's no way it's that good looking. There's no way it's impressive at all. Look at him. He's a wormy little dude with strange eyeballs and his ball. You know, it's, he's, he, ain't got nothing. <laughs> he ain't got nothing worth sharing. Jeff Bezos, richest man in the world. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, uh, Chris Crespo v. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Who will win? Next, next weekend, this entire neighborhood is going to be owned by the Washington Post. It's yes. going to be very awkward. Yep. When I'm not here anymore. Uh, we saw some movies. We're going to talk about some movies real quick. For example, we saw the Lego Movie Two, oh, number one movie of the weekend. Chris. Colon uh, the second part. How much? Let me guess. Sixty sixty five million. Take that number and subtract half. So 32.5 wow. million 34.4 all right february early february release it's uh that sounds and but it is certified fresh how much you know, the first 84 percent 84 percent what's the average rating though mm, seven see yeah i saw this movie out of 10 i would put that sort of around a seven it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's a fine enough movie i enjoyed it not as seriously not as good as the first one obviously like the part of the thing is the first one you had no expectations for it. It's like the Lego yeah. movie. What is oh, it? Yeah. Can this really be that good? And then immediately it's like, it's oh, like, this is a, this is a wild, weird Heart movie. Warming. And then by the yeah. end, all the it's feels, like, it's yeah. got everything. This one, it has all the same things. And I was that actually surprised me the most. I was actually surprised that they managed to pull the same strings. Yes, they managed to pull the same strings in a different way. They yeah. managed to continue yeah. the story in a way that made logical sense. Uh, and they took some of the more interesting aspects of the first movie and amplified them in a way to tell their story. Uh, obviously, we're not giving any details for spoilers and no. stuff like that. But they did like uh, they told a good story, an interesting yeah. story that I can see why. Okay, I did see I a few quotes now out there that are interesting. First, okay. um, the director, what's his name, Mark Mike. Bob, I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't know. Was, was it Lord Let's and see. Miller directing again? They, or was no, it they wrote and produced Mike it. Mitchell. Okay. Mike Mitchell. They okay. wrote and produced it. Mike Got Mitchell it. worked on the first one. They approached Mike Mitchell like, hey, we have an idea for a sequel. Would you be interested in working on it? Mike Mitchell told him, before he heard the idea, he's like, don't do it. Don't make a sequel. This movie's great. It's perfect. Don't, don't, yeah. don't make a sequel to the Lego I movie. Don't agree. Yeah, it's a bad idea. And then they told him what their idea was, what the story was. And yeah. he was like, I'm on board. Let me direct this thing. I want to be a director. Did they also tell him how much money he was going to make? Probably. That helped yeah. too. It was like, yeah. here's, here's what the check looks like. Ooh, I definitely want to do it. And then Lord Miller themselves said on a recent press tour that uh, a lot of friends of theirs and, and people with like a lot of clout in the industry heard that they were developing a sequel and they reached out to them and were like, don't, I want don't do it. it. Don't oh, make really? a sequel. You guys, do you have a great movie? Don't. don't it's a wonderful they, movie. Don't, 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 Seriously. don't fuck it up. And uh, they're like, trust us guys and then you know what that's lord miller they make they a career no they make a career they do what they're doing but they make a career out of like trying to defy expectations well, and, and sure and when turning people tell them something's a bad idea yeah. but say turning seemingly bad ideas into fucking gold yeah so if uh, when people are telling them, don't do it they're like oh we'll show you i think i think it's that type of thing that they're coming from and it's a it's a very good movie i really enjoyed it uh was there more music in this one Drew? yes 
Definitely. This one a felt like more singing. Yes, this one felt like more of a like well, full it was, on it was, musical numbers. Yeah, it like was, three or yeah, four. There were a couple of them. Who was the uh, queen? Whatever I want to be. Uh, was that uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish? Haddish? Okay, yeah. I thought so. Great, great voice. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, and then all oh, the, yeah, you have all the best people in it. All the oh. best people. All the people that were in the first one come sure. back for the second people one. A couple who, great little cameos. I don't want to say who that are for sure. Like the people who are playing themselves. People from uh, even the Lego Batman movie came. The Lego Batman this. movie came back. People that are in the the DC Justice League world came back. They made a joke about calling can't they can't get a call back from the Marvel people yep. because it's Disney and Disney didn't want to play all of them. <laughs> Uh, it's a very it's very meta. Uh, Chris yeah. Pratt comes back as this time as a second character, right? The, the, Called the, Rex Danger Vest. They, they talk about both Aquaman because now Jason Momoa is Aquaman. It's Aquaman, so, it's Aquaman cool. jokes. So, we, yeah. so it's like we got Aquaman and original Aquaman. They did pull back. There wasn't any Star Wars jokes, were there? No, Star Wars jokes were missing this time around. Yeah, First no, time around, yeah. there were some good ones. I'm this sure time around they were missing. I'm sure that has to do with Lego's deal with Star Wars because the Lego Star Wars shit is super popular. That's true. The biggest Star Wars, uh, the biggest Lego. And, and this has nothing thing to available. do with any of that. Yeah, I think the biggest Lego thing available to make to buy and make is a, a Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's right. like thousands. Or maybe, maybe, maybe the Death Star. I know they make the Death Star too. I think the Million Falcon's bigger, more pieces. I think okay. it's bigger because the Million Falcon, uh, the, the Death Star's hollow. Oh, yeah, it was maybe the Star Wars not references. Is that part of the Solo Fallout? Because interesting pulling back, yeah. trying Disney trying to be like, no, we don't want you to play with our toys anymore in that sort of way. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, maybe they, they, were... they were like, we want to do these jokes and Star Wars like now because Lucasfilm doesn't play in the same way as yeah. Like, I mean, well, uh, but Lord and Miller were directing Solo, and then oh, they, that's true too. They yeah. dropped yeah. out so they could finish. Well, but here's the thing, though. No, they got fired for straight well, up from what yeah. they said. The Lego Star Wars stuff was never referenced in the first movie either. Not not Lego Star Wars, but there was a scene where the Millennium Falcon shows up and like Batman oh, yeah. goes, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to go oh, those right. dudes. Yeah. Then he tricks you're, them and you know steals from right. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like a direct Star Wars thing, but it was a quick one. Anyway, yeah. uh, the one thing I do want to say in this movie, it's a running joke that I think, uh, it's a type of humor that the Lego movies, I think they're now known for these movies because now there's three of them. Yes. The two Lego movies and Lego Batman. Batman. Where, uh, so Chris Pratt, he comes back as Emmett. But then he also voices another character called Rex Danger Vest. And Rex Danger Vest is like the badass character. And uh, the, he keeps talking about all his different jobs. It's like a Lego character, all his different jobs. So they keep, they do it twice. And it's really fast since the he question. Does that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's like, I've had a career as a, as a cowboy, as a raptor wrangler, as this or that. They're going through all of Chris Pratt's different movie roles. Yeah. And then another time they're going to go, like, they call him the man, uh, uh, man of the soil. And it's a reference to him being a farmer now. And uh, it's really hysterical uh, how the very meta references to Chris Pratt as he's voicing his own character and well, stuff. To, I mean, to everything. They're... Oh, they even called him at one point. He said he the the previously his apps are previously hidden under baby fat and yep. stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, um, man. The whole movie is like laced with that kind of stuff. I was telling my parents about it uh, just this morning, as uh -huh. a matter of fact. That the Lego movies are great in that they have an airplane level of comedic sensibility yeah in that it's uh like joke 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 uh, uh they yeah here's a joke every 10 15 20 seconds so you don't like this joke don't worry about it here comes another one yeah. right here's another joke you don't like the one here's another joke and for every joke that they have for the kids there's one for the adults it's that right. the kids don't get it's made for everyone it's for sure the people who made it are like making this movie for themselves yeah. i feel like they're more making it 
for themselves, and then they have to remember, oh yeah, there's kids that are watching. This. There it's might be like, some children yeah, that, also it's, watching. It's cutified us up yeah. just a little bit. All the little hearts, the exploding hearts that were also were adorable, adorable, the most adorable little. Th- think the, the stars ever. too, the, the hearts and stars. The hearts, they, yeah, the stars. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the biggest little eyes. They all talked in baby like, voices, like, and they explode and kill <laughs> everything. Huge explosions. <laughs> Great references to so like Mad Max and stuff. Everything and, they, uh, they reference. Everything. It's a fun movie. Fun yeah. movie. Very enjoyable. I definitely liked it. Um, again, it's because of expectations. Yeah. I was. I knew more of what I was getting into this time around, so it didn't blow me away. And also, I've been on record as not being a fan of musicals mm-hmm. and the additional music. When the, like the third song started, it's like ah, oh, I was like too mm, many. Again. Yeah, just for me personally, I was like, yeah. dude. The second one kicked in, and I was like, I guess she's going to sing everything, isn't she? Yeah, and it's one of those ones where it's like even like dialogue and stuff is happening yeah. in like what is this? Like, the Miserables. I know. Well, the song in the first one was such an intrinsic part of the plot. Right? Everything because is awesome. Was, yeah, they, it was. They, like, which they reference and they not only did they reference, and, stuff, and then they, they, they did a whole other song. Yeah, whole, whole other one. This song's gonna get stuck in your head. They, another version of that song, and then another version of Everything Is yeah. Awesome towards the end. Yeah. It's it's even much more song centric this time around uh, than it was the first time around. Even using that song in a new song, that's very. I mean, for some, some people who love music, are gonna like that. Yeah, and then and it works. So it works. And then all the, I mean, it's all fine music too. It's not like I didn't like it. It's just you know, musicals. You yeah. know what I mean? Lame. You know what I mean? I do. I don't like musicals either, Chris. How about you, Nick? Are you a fan of musicals? Yes, no, maybe so. I like the old ones, but I have to be in a specific mood. I'm not going to go to a movie to see a musical. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But if, uh, you know, classic Music Man, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Guys and Dolls, that sort of thing, yeah. I'll watch that all the time. All right. How about the uh, Spielberg, Senor Spielberg, West Side Story remake coming out soon? Would you go see that? I'm curious about that because I've never seen West Side Story. Oh, there are okay. a bunch of musicals that I haven't seen. Yeah. And, There's so uh, goddamn yeah. many of them. There's yeah. so many musicals. And so I'm curious about that one. I'd probably go see it. Just, and it's Spielberg. That's so it's going to be shot beautifully and all that. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Go. <sighs> I'll go see that racist shit. It's racist. What do you see? When you see, you'll see the original it's and, and remark at oh, how racist sure. it is. Like, look yeah. at how they treat Puerto Ricans in this movie. Yeah. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Yeah, you put her in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I, think that's how, I think that's how that movie went. That's how it works. I can't remember. The, I think it's more sexist. Both too, no, yeah. both. Yeah, okay, yeah. there's a guy like going on. I don't know. All the all the Puerto Ricans are <laughs> it's like old school. Yeah, yeah, so. we, we go stab each other. And then Maria, you know, she's a bitch. Anyway, uh, so Lego Movie drew, yeah, expectations met, succeeded, lowered. How did uh, you? Which I people mean, should people go see it? Not see it? What do you think? So knowing that it's a sequel, I had lowered expectations, and it, and I was also worried, you know, if that emotional hook was still going to be there. Yeah, how, how they were going to do that. Yeah, and it. It got you. It, it still got it, you. It met expectations. You know, it got me. Definitely. I think it got me. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, definitely certified fresh. You should see it. Yes, for sure. I think it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing in a theater. It's animated. If you like 3D movies, it probably looks really good in 3D. Probably does. Uh, I didn't see it. We didn't see it in 3D. Yeah. You didn't see it in all of the Ds. This isn't all of the Ds. This the isn't 40s. This is also the 4D, you know. This isn't Spider-Man. This isn't Alita. Yo, that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 3D was crazy. It was so good. So good. It was so yeah. good. Uh, hopefully Alita Battle Alita Battle Angel will be good enough to, to justify the, no. the three because that's the thing with Alita that's coming out this week yes on Valentine's Day on actually. Valentine's Day along perfect with perfect uh, Valentine's Day, Day perfect Valentine's yeah. Day movie right look come on baby let's go see the movie with the robot girl fighting the monsters or or you can see the time traveling mur- girl that keeps getting murdered time traveling girl oh uh, happy death day to you mm-hmm. yeah comes out the same day actually time traveling well back going back to the same day is what oh yeah. got it yeah. did yeah. you ever see that first one I didn't it's actually not bad. Yeah. It's Groundhog Day. It's not great, but it's not bad. With murder. They even make a joke at the very end where 
the guy says to the girl, you know, that, what happened to you? It's just a lot like that movie Groundhog Day. And she's like, what's that? No. Like, hey, well, no. It's, a, it's a joke. It's like, what's okay. that? It's like, you haven't seen, you haven't seen Groundhog Day? She's like, what? What is that? It's like, so when boom, do we boomer. reach critical mass for Groundhog Day movies? Because we just got Russian Doll on Netflix. Russian Doll happened apparently because uh, who produced it? Someone was like, women can't get roles on shows where they're allowed to be so many different characters. Uh, but the, they figured the way we could get away with it is if the woman dies. If she keeps dying, because then that'll that'll sate the patriarchal need for a misogynistic uh, entertainment. So, but then we can have our woman character go through uh, different changes and be a different person wow. over and over. So that's how they uh, came up with the idea for a Russian Doll. And uh, apparently, it's a very it's one of Netflix's most well reviewed, yeah. well liked shows in a while. I liked it, so yeah. I might have to get on that. Um, but with Happy Death Day, it, that's a cute movie. I enjoyed the first one. Like yeah. that one, I went in. Speaking of expectations, I went in with low zero expectations. Low expectations. And uh, I was like, okay, this is cute. It's fun. I dig it. And then when I saw the trailer for the sequel, which they fucking cranked out, um. I'm actually surprised at how far they push it in terms of like it, like just silliness and it looks really over the top and and ridiculous. It and looks like the crank two to crank. Yes, it looks like they crank up, they crankified <laughs> yeah. Happy Death Day. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's get weird with it. This could be cool. So oh, I'm actually that, sort of I mean, basically, that's it. what they did with Final Destination, right? Bigger, like bigger, crazier. Uh, yeah. Screw the story. As long as Tony Todd shows up to be creepy at some point, we're good to go. Uh, but so with um, this weekend have, have, for Valentine's Day, you can go see that. Watch uh-huh. this girl die over and over. Yep. Or you go see Alita Battle Angel, uh-huh. which Robert Rodriguez said in an interview recently, um, he approached making it as if it's going to be the lost James Cameron movie. Uh, because James Cameron has been trying to make this movie since the late 90s. Sure. And uh, for a while there, after Titanic and all that, he was like, well, it's either going to be this or Avatar. This or Avatar. What do I do? It really was up in the air. He was developing both at the same time. So since he wanted to get it made, he agreed to find another director, got Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez then took the approach of, well, what if James Cameron? He's trying to essentially make a James Cameron movie. Which mm. that could be bad. It could be bad. Could be very bad. He's, you know, you should be making a Robert Rodriguez movie. I then would ag- love to see a Robert Rodriguez movie. Then again, Robert Rodriguez movies have an average budget of what uh, twenty two thousand dollars yeah. and like four pizzas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of them is half pepperoni, but the rest are all cheese. Multiply that by ten. Yeah, his budget for this is like one hundred fifty million dollars. I don't think he's ever made a movie with this kind of budget before. So I don't know. Then again, reason I bring all this up: the three D, Alita is shot in native. 3D. Everything that's in 3D now is post-conversion because post-conversion has gotten so good that people don't feel like they have to shoot in 3D anymore. Right, right, they right. can shoot normal and post-conversion picks up the work. And even James Cameron has said post-conversion has come a long way. It looks great now, but the problem is uh, they've now fallen a few years behind on the development of 3D, native 3D camera technology. So, you know, he's a technophile. He's mm-hmm. all about just trying to... He doesn't Make, care. He makes his own shit. His stories and his he movies will. are his just his excuse to like play with stuff. So Alita was his chance to like really advance native 3D, and uh, so that's why I'm hoping then that you no, know, at least it's worth it on that level, mm-hmm. the spectacle level, like Avatar was. You know what I mean? So it might be a spectacle, but we'll see about the plot and uh, everything it else. Could yeah. be, it could be weak, but then again, it's I mean, a well loved manga. It's a well loved story. As sure. long as it's not those get fucked up all, time, all over though. again. Dances with Wolves. As long as it's not Dances with Wolves all over. You talking about Avatar? Yeah. Avatar 2, they had to, you know how for Mission Impossible 5, Tom Cruise learned how to like hold his breath underwater for like seven, eight minutes so he could shoot one scene underwater. That's like a one minute uh, or like a five minute one take. 
all the actors for Avatar had to do the same thing. So like Kate Winslet can now hold her breath underwater for like seven minutes in a row. Uh, like one of the producers was talking about walking up to one of the water tanks and looking in the in the window to see inside the tank and just seeing Kate Winslet like just walking back and forth on the floor of the tank. And then she like looks over at the window, sees him and smiles and waves. And then it goes back to walking, just like practicing her her still. Uh, what do they call it? Still, um, not breathing. I forget mm-hmm. the name of it. But anyway, so all these people in Avatar too. When they when you see the characters like conversing and doing things underwater, it's the actors in motion capture suits underwater. like holding their breath for minutes at a time, and then they're using cameras that are like specially designed motion capture cameras to work underwater because of light refraction and shit. And then who cares about the story? Fuck the story. <laughs> right. It's gonna be incredible. Just give me the Avatar movie, man. It's gonna be so good. And then the movie's gonna be over. I'm just gonna be like, that sucked. I'm like, did you did you see what just happened? Did you see that was that was a miracle of filmmaking. <laughs> And then we'll all forget about it, just like mm-hmm. the first Avatar, and it's fine. Yeah, that happened 22 years ago, first it Avatar. It feels like, yeah, oh, I know, God. right? <laughs> yeah, but then since then, they've got that theme park. Yeah. I was just talking to Simon Time. Still haven't been. Simon Time, true. You haven't even been. Dude, he has passes. Uh, they go to Animal, Animal Kingdoms all the time. He still hasn't been able to get on the ride, because the minimum wait is two to three hours. Yeah, it's crazy. Wild, yeah. And then the fast pass thing, it's some sort of fucked up system, apparently, where it's like months in advance to get these fast passes. I don't know, I'm a Universal Studios guy. And uh, they don't have to... Well, I guess Harry, when the Harry Potter thing's open, it gets crazy. But the, the Star Wars thing, <clears throat> Bob Iger, CEO... Uh, he runs that. Uh, that they company. are not marketing it. They are not going to market Galaxy's Edge because there's like, no reason. We don't need to. <laughs> People need are to. waiting for it. He yeah. said on a phone call with the shareholders, um, we could literally do just one tweet. That's here's the opening date, and then that's, and that's it. it. That could yeah. be our entire marketing. Yeah, right. that, that's all they need to do. It's yep. a, it's pretty incredible. Then, everybody that, else will do the marketing for them, and then the place will be uh, unbearable to go to for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at least, least a decade. The, they were talking about, I don't know if this is true, the ride, the new ride is going to be 28 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I saw that, yeah. It's, it's like insane. a half hour long ride. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's you can imagine what the no one is, is going to be. No one is ever be going so to be able to ride that thing. That's what the fast passes are for, and wheelchairs and stuff like that, and bribes. Uh, That's what uh, bribes are for. Also, right, Chris, you, also break my you legs. Gotta, I'll break your leg. I'll, well, I mean, I've been meaning to do that for a while. You break my legs, <laughs> I'll break yours. And then you, uh, you got to get, you got to book the hotel, all right? But minimum five nights. They yep. make you book it for five nights. And yep. for two of the days, you're like, you're stuck in a hotel, solving all these problems before they even let you into the park. But then mm-hmm. I think once you get in, you get preferential treatment. Yeah, you in get in an hour early or something. They, they've yep. got to find a way to get you on these rides before all the unwashed masses flood into there and, and take over the place and, I mean, and stink it up. You're the media, so maybe media passes. Yeah. Something yeah, like you, you would think so. Yeah. But, but no. like I said, <laughs> they don't yeah. need the. Yeah, my audience. Yeah, did you. Oh, did you want me to tell my audience about your theme park? Maybe they don't know about uh about the Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. I can help get the word out for you. Maybe yeah. if you gave me a month long stay at your resort, then I could like live block from there. Actually, that's a great idea. <laughs> you give them your yep. clothing sizes, and they show with no clothes. You go to your room, and like here are your clothes for the week. Yeah. Whenever because- I go to Disney, I show up in no clothes. <laughs> Well, that's a different issue. Yeah, entirely. They don't. They show the jacket they give you is one of those. Uh, it's got some straight ties on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got some uh, buckles. It's got too many buckles. It's like what is this a Michael Jackson video? Uh, Drew, we also saw Cold Pursuit. That's right, Cold Pursuit. We Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's Cold Pursuit. Liam Neeson find himself in some hot water lately. Uh, Telling a story about uh, looking for revenge for forty years ago, forty years in ago, Ireland in Ireland, looking for revenge against a black bastard, uh, some black bastard. First off, 
Liam, he didn't have to tell the story. No one nope. asked you, hey, do you nope. have any stories nope. about looking for black people? Nope. He did not. Totally unprompted. Should have never told the story. Totally unprompted. But here, okay, I'm love, I have multiple ideas about this real quick, and then I want to talk about this actual movie. First off, Liam Neeson didn't have to tell that story. Second, though, Liam Neeson is kind of trying to get the conversation going about um, having these thoughts and urges and then recognizing that they're wrong and then and then changing and being a better person that's essentially mm-hmm. what he's mm-hmm. saying talking about redemption and how his initial thoughts were dumb and stupid he was never saying it was a good idea he was pointing at something like this was dumb of me and then people are still being like yeah that was dumb of you fuck you and he's like no 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 I'm just saying that's not me no more but that yeah. was why I did that four years ago that was very right. stupid and people are like fuck you and he's like but that was 40 years ago. That was 40 years ago. I'm cool now, bro. Like, chill. I'm just saying. I'm a better person now. A lot of, I'm just trying to help, you know, reach out to other people. And people are like, no, fuck you. I don't, I don't get it. It's a weird thing to be in this position where uh, you can't even, like, get the conversation started about redemption. Like, you have to, mm-hmm. to redeem yourself. You have to admit your past mistakes. Yes. So if you don't allow people to admit their past mistakes, then that's just going to cause more problems. So that, that's a... That's an issue. That's yeah, you have to be hypersensitive to it, and you have to feel like you have to hide everything that you've done in the past. Which is ridiculous. You should be able to admit the things you've done in the past so that you can change and move on to the future. Or to prove that you have changed. Like, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I did. This is what I'm doing See? now. And then that's why people like Terry Crews and... Yeah, to uh, educate people, Yeah, too. They, they've been coming forward like, yeah. like, I know this guy. I work with him. We're friends. He's a good dude. He's not, you know, he's not going around looking for black bastards. Uh, who's the other one that got a whole bunch of shit? Gina Rodriguez? Michelle Rodriguez. I think Michelle Rodriguez. What was it? Her? Someone. Some Spanish. I forgot which one. Someone that he worked with recently came out. Was like, he's stop it. He's like the least race, least racist person I know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was Michelle Rodriguez. You know why her justification for Drew? Because she said this in an interview. He is not racist. You know how you know he's not racist? You see the way he was tongue kissing Viola Davis and Widows? Yeah. His, oh, yeah. His, his tongue was so far down her throat. <laughs> ain't no way no racist is going to kiss a black person like that. Yeah. And then I would talk back to the movie. I was like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. He really did. He, yeah, they, 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 they really went for it. <laughs> he really was chowing down <laughs> yeah. on some Viola Davis. Which, I mean, can't, Viola Davis can't blame him. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was like, that's a funny justification for it. But yeah, that, but, could, yeah. Be, that could be it. Yeah. But then it reminds me then of Hulk Hogan being like, I worked, in, I worked with black people. But then he calls him Blizzpiz mm-hmm. when he's talking to his son. Uh, anyway. So weird. People are strange when you're a stranger. Uh, so we saw this movie, Cold Pursuit. How was it? It brought out the weirdos in the theaters, I'll tell you that. It really? It was. It, it, his movies bring out the the people who never go to movies, I feel yeah. like. The the older men. Yes. Either in groups or single older men. Yep. The ones who show up with, like, coolers. Yes. That was the guy next to me. <laughs> Or that talk to themselves. And then talk to themselves. Like the guy next to you. No, the guy next to me, he, a few times he like kind of turned and like stared at me. It was weird. <laughs> like a little, wow. this little old guy. It was like full body turn. I could feel is it in the corner of my eye. It was a, is it an action movie? Because it's action and Liam Neeson. Well, okay. it's also... So, I think he does have this hardcore fan yeah. base of older men who, who see they themselves. Because they want to be him. He does. He plays. He's like, I want to be an old man and whoop some ass. He's a great badass. Even in this one, where he's like half hapless, he's still a hapless badass. Yeah, where he he's is. like, he can't satisfy his wife, but he'll pummel the fuck out of any any gangster that comes. Well, across I mean, him. hell, at one point in time, he, halfway through pummeling, the dude was like, "What is it? You tired, old man?" And he yeah. said, "Yes." They both laughed about it, and then he killed him. Yeah, and then he <laughs> kills him. Yes, yes, it's ridiculous. So many deaths in this movie. In this, uh, you know what? It's described as a dark comedy. Okay, I was going to ask, is darkly it full comedy. action or more it's, of a dark it's, comedy? There are a f- There's couple some... of scenes that may have been construed as funny. It's not as comedic as I was expecting. No. Uh, nowhere near. It and, and you know what? So it's a Swedish guy, Dutch guy. Yep. I think it's a... What's Stellan Skarsgård? Is he Swedish? 
Norwegian. 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 Caribbean cruises. Uh, The guy who made this movie is a Norwegian fella. He made a movie called Crafty Idiots. It's one word. And that's with uh, Stellar Skateboard. And it's the same thing where he's a a plow guy who keeps the town clean. And then um, his son dies. So he goes and gets revenge. And then it's supposed to be a dark comedy. In Order of Disappearance. Hmm. That's right. The the English translation is In Order of Disappearance, which is a very funny title. Uh, and then he, the same director remade it into Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson, and he said his remake was a chance to amp everything up. He wanted to amp up some of the action and the violence, but also the comedy. So I can't imagine how not funny the uh, the first one yeah, is. Because this say, movie, it's funny. But it's not It's, not, it's funny. not that funny. And then it ends with a huge comedic beat. Yeah, it does. That I was like... Out of nowhere. And I was like, how come the whole movie wasn't this? I know, right? If the whole movie was the last, like, ten seconds, yeah. I was like, this is fucking, that's good stuff. Yeah. I don't want to say what it is, but no. um, so all right. So it's Liam Neeson, and he's a dude. He's getting his revenge. Uh, Laura Dern is his unsatisfied wife, and uh, so in many ways, it's what you expect. Liam Neeson asking questions, being turned away for being co- an old man. Get out of here, old man! How many people say get out of here, old man? And then the next cut is him either beating them or they're bloody, right. or you know, it's so we've seen this movie before in so many different ways. Um, but here, okay, here's my main problem with the movie because I did have a big problem with it. And that was it. Kept cutting away yes. to other aspects of the story, other other storylines that meant nothing. It's not that they didn't mean nothing, but they all then came together in the end. But let's, I'll say we could have got rid of all of that stuff and just, just made, cut a like, bunch of stuff out and yes. get to the point a little bit faster. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like if this movie was made in the late '80s, it would have starred Steven Seagal and it would have been 88 minutes long. Yes. And it would have just been like every and it scene. it still would have called, been called Cold Pursuit. Still would have called. <laughs> he might have actually had one called yes. Cold Pursuit. Yeah, we'll direct the video. Yep. Very possible. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have called Cold Pursuit. And he uh, and it would have been just like every. If there are if there were 50 scenes in that movie, Steven Seagal would be in like 47 of them. Yeah. You yeah. know, This movie, <laughs> like if there are 50 scenes, Liam Neeson's in like 25 of them. Because the other scenes are all the side characters and developing all, all the this other, other stuff. stuff. There's this whole side plot about warring uh, mafias from in Denver and it's like it feels like it's stealing from Fargo season 2 all the way down to the casting <laughs> yeah and uh, I was like oh, man bring me back to the Liam Neeson looking for the black bastards <laughs> and killing people and not a single black person in this movie I had a, nope that's what happens when a Norwegian makes a film yeah. Yeah. actually no there was one black guy oh yeah the Eskimo the Eskimo the Eskimo, the Eskimo. The Eskimo. <laughs> interesting I know they explain it people can find that out and uh, so, you know, it's like, because it's a well-reviewed movie. Uh, the reviews are good, right? 74%, 74% on Tomatometers. Not bad. Average rating is 6.5. 6.5. Uh, okay. See, I would put it at like a 6, maybe. 5.5, probably. Yeah, definitely. So that's the thing. It felt like it was a better, like, Liam Neeson movie than we've had in a minute. Uh, you know, uh, The Commuter wasn't that well-reviewed. It was awful. And then apparently it was awful. Did you actually saw I it? I watched it. What's the one on the airplane? Same director. Duh. That had Scoot McNary in it. Do you remember? The wolf. The wolf. The wolf one is the gray. Oh, uh, okay. Which I kind of like that one. That was all right. Liam Neeson the wolves. It's very existential. Yeah. Gloomy, angsty, which I kind of dig. But there's one where he's on the airplane where he gets the text messages and he's oh, drunk. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's looking for the person. He's the air marshal. Something, yeah, something, yeah, air something like yeah. that. I don't remember that at all. You remember that one at all? Yeah. That's, that's how lame it was. He's that's been making a lot of these movies. Yeah. Uh, he's great in Widows, but he's barely in it. Yeah. That's, he's a, that's not his movie anyway. He's a side no, character. No. That's, that one's about the ladies. Uh, so I went into hoping, yeah, maybe I finally get some good uh, Liam Neeson's. I haven't had one in a minute, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's prolific, but I don't know. A lot, 
I didn't like Taken as much as everyone else did, but I like Taken 2 more than everyone else. No one liked Taken 3. I mean, Taken 3 was just nah. a bad, bad idea. You see, any, you see any of those? I did. I saw all of them, yeah. So, because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of action movies. Why not? So I love and, the classic. I grew up in the 80s. I'm a fan of the classic action movies. Your Stallones, your, your, your Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. They're the best. Yeah. Van Damme's. Uh, Die Hard, when that, the one with the airplane that was, uh, what was it, where they were robbing the U.S. Mint? Via... The, the, the Mint in New York is the third one. Right, the Robin, the oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the one after with Jeremy that, Irons. where they with Jeremy Irons, yes. They finally brought back. Uh, uh, they finally brought it back in like the early nineties or the early two thousands. Uh, oh, you mean the Fourth of July one with the with, with Timothy Oliphant, yeah. yes. and and yes. uh, and Justin Long. I remember being so excited for that, and yeah. then being like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, that one was very disappointing. So, but Taken kind of took me back to that. No pun intended. To a you know a more fun action movie. A just turn sim- your brain a off. Simpler action movie right. where it's like here's your plot. It's Liam Neeson cutting through people looking for his daughter. It was very eighties. Yeah. Right. One of my favorite action movies is from like nineteen ninety, and it's uh, Steven Seagal's Out for Justice. Uh, even though he is a complete monster now and he's the worst human being in the world, sure, that's still a fantastic movie because it's short. It's like ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. William Forsythe. William Forsythe popped up in Cold Pursuit. Yeah, he did. I was like, hey, this fucking <laughs> fat guy. I love this guy. Um, he's a fantastic, fat, sweaty crackhead in Out for Justice. The whole movie takes place over like one afternoon into the night, and it's a, such a simple story. Uh, he kills a cop in broad daylight in in, in, in the morning. Seagal is the partner. He finds out about it and spends the whole day hunting him down, Counting going him through down, yeah. Brooklyn. Like, anyone see uh, Bobby? Anyone see Richie? You looking for Richie? The whole movie is just him. And then people are like, fuck you. And Beating then he beats him up. up. And then yeah. he beats him up. <laughs> it's so great. He, then he just beats him up. Uh, he doesn't get hit once the entire movie. Seagal does not get hit one time. Uh, every fight, That was in his contract. He yes, cannot get hit. He never gets hit. It's incredible. <laughs> so he's, he is most... In another one, Above the Law, I think it starts with him. He comes across a bunch of goons robbing a liquor store or convenience store. And he purposely like gets on his knees. Like, what? what you scared of me? Let me get on my knees. How about that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I put one hand behind my back. How about this? So, yeah, it's, it's, oh my God. What an ego on that son of a bitch. Made for great movies. Yeah. yeah. Made for great movies. Uh, Liam Neeson has a bit of that ego that allows him to be like, oh yeah, I can portray this sort of badass on screen and, and people believe it. And it works, I yeah. think. You got to have that. That believability, like I, don't, I wouldn't buy Michael Sarah as a no anything as a, as a full-blooded action star like that. You know, it's got to be more no. knowing, like a Scott Pilgrim type of thing. I mean, where, you know, Jim had to grow a beard before we could accept him as a man. Even then, I'm still like, come on, buddy, <laughs> you don't got to be Jack Ryan. Yeah, typecast. You are. You're stuck there. You're sometimes. tall. You're handsome. Just stick with it. Do your rom-coms. He's and got a beard. Cash those checks. Although, what, what about Chris Pratt then? He, he got lost ripped. the weight. Yeah, he, he got ripped. If was he was if he was fat and doughy, yeah, that's the thing. He 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 proved that he got unfortunately transform your body into some sort of he man. If you want true, uh, if you want to be portrayed as a movie god like yeah. he has been, you mm-hmm. know, which I mean, let's let's be real. Yeah, he's a movie star god now. Yes, he he's done it. Yeah, he's he's done it. He's a superhero and a raptor wrangler and a future son in law of the Schwarzeneggers. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> that would be the most frightening. Thing. That is crazy. You, you talk about so? action movies. Yeah, I mean, he's to marry into action royalty like that. Yeah, oh absolutely. My God, ah, that's that's wild. The only thing scary would be uh, marrying someone who like Harrison Ford would be your father in law because he's genuinely like grumpy. Short, Schwarzenegger's a nice but it, guy. But it, it's okay. Arnold's he, a nice guy. He just wants you to work out. Yeah, that's but all. at least Harrison Ford smokes weed. 
You can speak like yo. That's he's right, bro. Come on. Well, Schwarzenegger, well, Schwarzenegger used to smoke weed. I don't know if he still does. He did one. Everyone did in the 70s, but I don't know if he still does now. He's all about fit, fitness. You got to be fit. I ride my bicycle everywhere. Uh, and Harrison Ford is just like, uh, wearing, you know what's funny? Do you what see you that? Mean, I'm going to get high and fly playing. You see the Harrison Ford commercial, uh, that Amazon commercial? Yes, he, I did. I saw it, that. Isn't it crazy how they got him to wear his outfit from Blade Runner 2049? I know, right? <laughs> just a great no t-shirt, t-shirt. <laughs> great, great t-shirt and jeans that's all that's all he wears in anything in anything even in movies now he's like fuck it if he does an indiana jones movie and he's wearing gray t-shirt and jeans i'm out i'm leaving <laughs> by that i mean i am suicided myself off this planet i am done if he has given up that much and i'm giving up because that's ridiculous Dude, he's harrison ford he he probably stopped caring decades ago man he probably stopped caring when he crashed that plane on the golf course and shattered his pelvis and his ribs yeah. and he's like oh this was a bad idea <laughs> i'm gonna stay about <laughs> Or maybe he was like, this is a great idea. Costa told me to stay home. Right, they're still together, right? Uh, as, far as, know. Her, as far as I know. Yeah, I'll call her after has anyone even Has anyone even seen her lately? Where, hashtag, where is Costa <laughs> Flockhart? It's like, um, uh, what's this lady from Scientology? It's the no. least used hashtag ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets away with it. That's how he gets away with it. Do we care? So Cold Pursuit. No, we don't. We, yeah. <laughs> that's true, we don't. That's a problem. So Cold Pursuit was like, yeah, you know, right? I for me personally, I was like, yeah, what I, would, I, wouldn't, it was, I wouldn't even bother. Seriously, wouldn't even bother. What if it's like available on Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, something? I mean, like that? if it's if it's streaming and you like Liam Neeson, put it on. It's better than the Commuter, at least, but it's not very good. You really didn't like the Commuter. No, the Commuter was awful. Even Vera Farmiga, mm, no, Vera she, Farmiga. She might have been the best part of the movie. The whole ten seconds she's in it. Really, only ten seconds? I am more like twenty. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that's all in the trailer. Yeah. All right. Well then, there you go. Lego movie. See it. Bueno. Cold Pursuit. No bueno. No bueno. No es bueno. All right. I know what to see now. Ay, ay, ay. No es bueno. La Cold Pursuit. Uh, the frío. Pursuit is... Uh, Pursuto. <laughs> you know, so the joke is, you know, adding O yep. to the end of words. Mm-hmm. Sure. Some, but actually, what it really is, if, if uh, white people knew this, the game would be over. Uh, in, in Spanish, when they don't have, like, straight... Um, translations to English and Spanish words, they actually add an E to the beginning. That's why you have especial. Mm-hmm. Special, especial. So just add, instead of adding an O to the end, add an E, e to, to the, the beginning. beginning. There you go. A pursuit? A, a e. pursuit. <laughs> Frio, your a pursuit. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. It's, 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 yeah. You know, I am Puerto Rican, so. Full-blooded? You know what? I'm almost out of my, you know what? I'm going to finish my Cosmopolitan. That way you can be out of drink, and then we can go to break. Mm, 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 mm. Conveniently. That's how we time it out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at that. I'm out of beverage. We better break. No, so we got to take a break. I can restock up here. Uh, if you guys need beverages or whatever, maybe you can uh, smoke a cigarette or something mm-hmm. like that. Cancer. And then uh, we'll be back with the second half of the show with Drew and Nick. Damn it, Jordan. Joy to you. Yeah, that yeah. was good. you. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do the you. I like that. I like that. You know what the hand motion really close. helps? It's, it's the hand motion. Getting it on the podcast, but Chris has got some flair. I'm trying, man. Yeah. I, I honestly try. How many pieces of flair do you think he's wearing right now? How many pieces? How well, many pieces of flair do I have on my person? Okay, so he has his uh, Cub Scout sash. Yes. With all of his badges. And yes. I didn't realize that he had so many badges. I know, right? That's, he was a part of the Cub Scout. You think I have a lot of badges? I I stopped that Bear Scout. Wow, this guy here. I almost made it to Eagle. <laughs> and that's very nice. <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> not a joke. Uh, okay, let's take a break. We'll be right back with the second half of the show. Okay, break, break. 
while back. Drew. Chris. What's up? Cheers. This guy. Cheers, guy. The roof. Man, that, uh, that... There's a fan. That ground sirloin beef burrito I had last night with all the tomatilla sauce. And... Man, I think they'd be in this one. Oh, did it? <laughs> I was fine. I have an iron gut. Do you? Yeah. I think between that and the cheese quesadilla, I was like, oh, oh boy. Oh, well, I mean, you do have... As, you, as you've aged, you've got a little problem with the lactose. No lactose, but still, it was... Uh, oh, my God. It was sorry. delicious. I was going to say brutal, but yeah, delicious. No, it was good. <laughs> it was worth it. I, I enjoyed We're it. We're talking about different things at that point, yeah. yeah but uh, one thing was delicious, and the other thing was brutal. But those things are not mutually delicious. exclusive. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, yeah no. Actually, usually they have to go hand in hand. <laughs> More than likely. Speaking of that hot chocolate with the marshmallow swirl, oh man, that's not good for you. No. Oh man, that's a good for you. So good. So good. That marshmallow swirl. Um, plug, sure. Where can people find you online? At, at Antihero419. Facebook, Instagram. Excellent. Follow Atrius Cogburn on Twitter. It's yes. not me. No. But they do a great job pretending to be. And find Drew on Facebook and send him a friend request. Unless I actually have met you face-to-face, I will not accept said request. That's just a heads up. So stalk him at his job at... Nope. Okay. Uh, Nick, where can people find you online? Uh, you can search for To A Certain Degree on any of the social media channels. Yep. And then on Instagram... Uh, I'm also at Brand Knuckles. That's where I do all my 3D printing stuff. Yes, that's very cool. I like how you have the whole Brand Knucks thing going on. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. And then uh, Card and Fast on Instagram as well is where I do all the typewriting stuff. Okay, Card and Fast. I don't think I'm on that one. Card and Fast. Yeah, I try to do the puns on occasion. And so that one was a a lot of fun. And then uh, as far as the typewriting goes on the 16th we'll be at the nook yes uh so the revert to typewriter meetup we're doing that then and then uh, of course to a certain degree is every monday from seven to nine on wprk and then people can also so you put the full show up on soundcloud yeah so eventually? it's on soundcloud but i also put it up on itunes google play stitcher all of those as well but like uh those are like choice cuts oftentimes right like you're, you're putting out uh pieces of the show i've and... been doing a bridge but now i'm doing full shows okay. again yep. and uh what i'm going to start doing is kind of pulling pieces and parts you're actually in the first one of these mm-hmm. uh where i'm pulling pieces and parts from people's interviews so okay. four to five people per episode talking about nice. either all specific things or certain things very nice very yeah. cool uh yeah people check all that stuff out uh the brand nux thing is very cool i yeah. talk about this off mic but i have an idea for our own brand nux so we'll be getting that done pretty soon so people can find that on our instagram cinema mm-hmm. crispy so when we post those pictures excellent thank you guys. Uh, very cool so people listen to the show uh find nick online and then i i followed the the card and fast i didn't i was not following that account I appreciate so, it. So I'm following now. There we go. Um, and then, oh, patreon.com slash Crespity. So go to our Patreon, people, and give us your monies so that we can uh, improve our equipments. I mean, it's a very basic need, right? Sure. Right. Just need, we need computers and stuff and cables and a new preamp. One of the, all of it. The, the channel one of this preamp is out. We need all those things. So we need all these things. So people, patreon.com slash Crespity. So you can go there for bonus episodes about specific movies, movie news, bonus stuff. Uh, we also do Crespity. So film school things. Um, we'll be, I am preparing currently the Blade Runner. We're doing a bonus episode. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I am reading Future Noir, which is a yeah. like 600 page book about the making of Blade Runner. It's ridiculous. Ridiculously thorough with interviews with everyone involved and uh, well everyone except for the aforementioned Van Gellis because he's a very private individual apparently mm-hmm. but uh, it's fascinating read and I'm retaining as much information as possible and then I'll regurgitate it in a special bonus episode that people can hear at patreon.com slash Crespo Drew Chris what you watching this week buddy 
that's it. I, I, I'm just running around uh, ancient Greece, killing people well, left you, and right. Oh, and the Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed? You're about to be playing Odyssey, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. Have we mm-hmm. talked about that on the show before? I don't know. Maybe. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, but it's fun. You're. How long have you been playing these Assassin's Creed? Since before? the beginning. Wow, but the, since <laughs> since the first one. Since, since before Assassin's they had Creed. a creed. Yeah. <laughs> since, before, yeah just... since, since Rocky Balboa. Since, <laughs> since Assassin's Motto. Exactly. Since, yeah. since, since Assassin's Balboa. No, I've been, I've been playing since the Assassin's first one. Since Assassin's uh, implication of loyalty. I, I think that was on the Xbox 360. Xbox 360. What is this? 2005? I don't know. Let's find out. 2005-ish. 5-ish Let's see. Let's find out, Chris. Uh, 2007. Only a couple years off. So you've been playing these games for over a decade. Jeremy. Yes, over a decade. Yes, how have. how how have they evolved over that time? Now that you're playing well, the Odyssey uh, one, how do you, how are you appreciating the evolution of? I mean, as as in Creed, there's uh, I mean, the combat system obviously has gotten better. The what system? Combat system. Oh, okay, combat. Before okay. you know, the actual fighting was a little clunky. The assassinations have always been pretty on point. I would hope so, stuff, right? Except Wait. for the whole, you know. In the in the in the earlier versions, it'd be really easy to just like jump off of buildings to your death. Sure, and they've uh, they fixed that. They fixed that, so you don't uh, suicide yourself so much all the time. Okay, so the assassin stuff's getting better. But how about the Creed stuff? I mean, a lot less Creed these days. With arms wide open. <laughs> I mean, especially like the first one was about the first group of assassins. This one, it's before that. You're not even technically an assassin. It's like. The no. pre-assassin. Well, there you go. The assassin's wow. oath. Yeah, that's what yeah. he's saying. There you go. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Assassin's oath. Mm-hmm. Before it becomes a creed. So yeah. before you ki- kill Scott Stapp. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That, you know that, what? You know, and you know what? He's the final boss that you kill in every Assassin's Creed game. Uh, for, that's for, amazing. Forget yeah. the other time travel things we were going to do. Let's just go back and kill Scott Stapp and just stop all that from happening. I mean, okay. We can do that. Right? I'm down. Yeah. I mean, that I, was, I think that would be a good use of time. Because I bet you, if we stop Creed, I bet you that'll stop Nickelback. And if we stop Nickelback... I don't know. Nickel, Nickel, Nickelback's Canadian. And if we stop Nickelback... Nickelback's Canadian, Chris. Then we can save the world. We, we, we might be able to do that. We have to blame oh. the Canucks for the rest. Okay, so we go back in time and we convince Donald as Trump Canadian, to build a wall between here and Canada. As a Canadian... Who's that? I agree. Who's a Canadian? Oh, I'm Canadian. Apparently him. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. No, I mean, that literally. Get out of here. We don't have Canadians <laughs> on the show. That's not allowed. Does Trump know you're here? You did not vet. This is America. Very well. I thought you were Greek. I am. I'm Greek-Canadian. That's a thing. <laughs> Parents born in Greece. I was born in Canada. Moved down when I was a month old. I'm a basically month old I'm, to, to I'm a legal. Yeah, it's a Florida I'm from a Canada. Legal resident. I'm still not a uh, citizen. I got a green card and everything. Holy right. cow! What a what a great swap from Canada. I mean, it's so cold up there. Although you know now, we're, we're that Can- whole universal health care. We're in Canada. and the legal weed thing. We're in Can- oh, Montreal. Montreal. We're almost there. Montreal. Montreal. Is that why it's, 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 that why it's Canadian? George Gidou? Yes, that's exactly why. It's Greek with a French accent. Mm-hmm. So if it was straight up Greek, would it be like George Gidou? Uh It would be in Greek, it's Yorgudu. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that makes much more sense. Thank you very much for putting me in my place. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Things are making more sense now. <laughs> uh, Montreal. Man, they don't get baseball up there, do they? Actually, uh, the, the expos were up there. That's what I, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember getting into them. I wasn't into baseball. I went to the University of Florida in '91 after I graduated from high school. Oh, well, baseball was big over in those. Uh, yeah. colleges, I had right? well, and I had a roommate who was a Boston Red Sox fan. So long oh, suffering. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. '91 was the worst for them. I'm sorry about that. Um, or at the time, yeah. and so he got me into baseball, and I started rooting for the expos, and they started getting good, and then yeah. the strike happened. The strike happened. Yeah. That's '94, '95, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I remember the they strike season. 
awesome. Yep. They were had the number one record in baseball the whole night. That's when they had Pedro Martinez and yep. all that, I believe. Uh, and then they, uh, they shipped them out after that year. Them. They didn't move them until a couple of years later, but they basically shipped out all the good players. They, it was a farm club. They it did that garbage. purposefully. Yeah. They 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 got the made the team bad again to lower the interest so yep. they could justify the move to get in, get into Washington D.C. That happened like late nineties. Uh, I met someone who a while ago I worked with him who was a baseball writer up mm-hmm. in the like New England area. So he was really big on regional baseball and like farm system baseball and stuff. And uh, he would also go up to Montreal to see Expos games and you know just because he loved baseball that much. And he said he was dumbfounded by the reaction of the fans in Montreal because they would like they would. His example was like they would uh, like stand and applaud for like pop flies, and they, yeah. they didn't know any of the rules, and they they never truly fully understood the game up there. Like well, they really was trying to get a square peg in a round hole situation with baseball. I mean, from Montreal. the '60s, trying to fit that in was just. Is that when the team started? Oh, it was yeah. that long? They still yeah, by the wow. '90s they couldn't get it. That's weird, man. Yeah. I think that's strange. Like we get soccer, <laughs> it didn't take that long for us to understand the the what's it called the beautiful game. Um, that's really that's really funny. A month, so you're a month, but you don't. You, you, I'm basically American. You are American, though. Yeah, but you're not. No, nope. get out of here. All right, literally. Get See you later. No wonder you're always giving people gifts because you're like, please don't, please don't kick me out of your your beautiful, wonderful well, country that, beautiful, wonderful that is so country, yeah. that is so great on all the right paths. Well, that and he's just <laughs> he, he's, he's so nice because he's Canadian. He's just got it in him. You know, I do have a little of that, and also so when I'm cruel. It's like, oh, that was obviously accidental because I'm Canadian. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's the American in me coming out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Someone brought up a great point about how um, I think I heard it's now it's a replay. It's an anecdote of an anecdote. I heard Jim Phillips say this that Bill Burr said this that the whole thing about Canadians being super nice. Uh, try being a black hockey player in Canada and then see how nice the uh, Canadians are. Too, oh yeah, you know? it's so it is really bad. all about. Uh, yeah. Uh, who you are in perspective, mm-hmm. et cetera, et yeah. cetera. But uh, I had no idea we had a stinking Canadian in here. This guy. Well, shout out to Glenn I, Weber. Before, I was just stinking. Shout out to Glenn Weber. He's one of our few uh, Canadian listeners. Also, uh, that other guy who's that in Toronto. Guy. Did you know you got to drop the last T in Toronto? Did you know that? Toronto? Toronto? Yeah. Just Toronto. You got to say Toronto? Toronto. 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 Toronto? Hogtown. Like T-U-R-A-N-O. Hog- you have to roll the R. Toronto. Toronto. That I did not know. But now they got the polar vortex that used to go through Canada. Now it's going through America. You should yeah. go back if you go back to Canada. It's like oh, it's not so bad up here anymore. I think anymore. it'll be okay. Yeah. It's actually not bad. You can go to Toronto and be like, hey, I can walk around during the winter, as opposed to Chicago, where now it's like 20, Death. 30 degrees below, and they don't have the underground heated tunnels no. that they have in those large Canadian cities. You know, because pretty- Canadians are smart. Not that they're smart, it's just that they've had to deal they with it for so long <laughs> yeah. that they figured this what we got to do. The polar vortex is new to America. We've just been dealing with this for the last like two years, three years. I'm sure Chicago's been plenty cold throughout to, throughout oh, its man. existence. Not not like the you've, negative fifty. Yeah, not with the the Arctic the Arctic Gulf Stream getting pushed down. It used to pass through Canada, yeah. but now it goes through North America. This started happening like four years ago, but mm. it's been annual since then. Climate change. Yes, the climate change has pushed the, the Gulf Stream that, that that jet stream down. So that's why now that super cold air comes all the way through the United States instead of just passing through um, Canada. So now that's why the temperatures in parts of America are colder than in the poles because uh, climate change. Oh, well. We're all going to die. It's fine. Cool. You know what? Before we figure any of that out, Yellowstone's going to blow up. (laughs) Yeah. I'm totally cool with that. (laughs) For sure. There's so many things just aiming right right coming for us. We're, we're, uh, I think, 100,000 years overdue for asteroid strike. Yep. 
I'm ready for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to my asteroid timer. Actually, I think it would, actually, I think it would be a meteor strike if it, if it hits us, right? That's what meteors, meteor strike. Asteroids just... Um, they're when they're out there. Those are flybys. Like your Oamuamu. You know, that thing that flew, that mm-hmm. flew through. Mm-hmm. If you had an uh, alien, what do you think is up with Oamuamu? Yeah, if you did, you know what I'm talking about, Drew? Nope. Drew knows nothing about the world around him. He's just living in oblivion, the bliss, totally ignorant of the possible alien beings that have passed through our solar system. Drew, you don't know about Oamuamu? Nope. It's that long... Oddly shaped cigar. Oblong yeah. cigar shaped rock that passed by the sun and then as it hit the sun, it like turned and then sped up. <laughs> it was a very Pace. strange... Yeah, it was like, ah, this solar system kind of blows. Yeah, no. it was like, oh, we're just passing through. Don't mind us. And we're like, wait, 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 wait what was that? Yeah, no. It's gone. They don't care about us. We tried to send a probe up there to get some information. Couldn't get there in time. No, you, know, you don't know about Oamuama? Nope. It's fine. Wait, what do you think? I alien? got no problem with that. What do you think? That. Alien? They're saying love, it's a I broken mean, part of the comic. I on sci-fi, fantasy, mm-hmm. watching all the movies, reading all the books. I would love to believe... That there's something else out there. Oh, sure. That it, they're going to make content. It'd be heuristic of us to think that we're some yeah. sort of special species. You know, there's got to be others out there. Sure, but yeah. getting the, the interstellar don't travel it, part is... Let's yeah. just I don't hope, think it's that possible. It's so hard. Let's just hope they don't enslave us. That's the thing. Once they get here, it's over, right? Yeah. Because once they get here, they we have, lose. Th- their technology is infinitely more advanced than ours. So. Well, I think Siri will see it, and then she'll take over. Serial and she'll fight back. Yeah, man, I'm, I got Alexa, so I don't know. I may be screwed. Yeah, you are. And then the the poor people out there with Cortana. Oh, I Ooh, oh they're the, the first ones to go down. Oh, yeah, that's what they are. Um, patreoncom slash so. The Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, good. Uh, I saw guys. You got to see this on Hulu. Do you have Hulu or access I don't. to it? You don't. Okay, find someone has a password. I'm gonna get, get yours right after this. Uh, it's not mine to give. Yeah. I, I can give you passwords for other things, <laughs> but Hulu's not mine. I, you know the bartering system—that's going to be the new yeah. normal now. Yeah. Passing, giving around bartering passwords. passwords. Like, what do you got? You got the Criterion Channel. I got Shutter. Let's split that up. Um, Minding the Gap is a documentary that played festivals last year, mm-hmm. and it's now on Hulu. Not is it? Is that nominated? This it's year? nominated Drew for Best Documentary, and uh, I don't think we picked that one. Well, no, because we didn't know anything about it. If I had seen it, I may have picked it. It is fantastic this documentary highly recommend people find it it's about three young friends like teenagers the early 20s uh because it covers a large span of time uh it's about their they grew up in rockford illinois which is a depressing little town that's you know just dying and people are leaving by in the droves and uh, it's about them banding together as skateboarders you know what it is drew it's mid 90s but for real okay Gotcha. Uh, it's a Jonah Hill movie, mid nineties, a skateboarder punk yeah, movie, for reals. but for but for real. And like, I bet you Jonah Hill saw that movie. He was like, "Fuck," because this one is this is right. As I was watching the movie, I was like, "Jonah Hill must be pissed <laughs> about this thing because it is good and it gets to all the things uh, that bring skateboarders together and just bring people together in general. The whole, you know, when you hear the mantra of like, "Oh, I, you know, I was never close to my family, so this is my family. Yeah. This is my real family." It really explores that and the reasons why for these friends, and it brings it all together in such an amazing way that the the kid who directed it, this kid Bing Liu, uh, he always loved his cameras. He's the type of dude who's like filming stuff at the age of eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since it's like when he was eleven years old, it was two thousand four, two thousand five. So he still has like halfway decent footage from his childhood all the way up to like high school years and in his twenties. So it all looks good, and it's like good skateboard footage and stuff. It all cuts together well. Great music, great storytelling. It's a really, really good, powerful documentary. What was the takeaway for you from it? Uh, 
that I love my family and I'm very lucky. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very lucky to have the family that I have. <laughs> that was my takeaway. Like, holy shit. Because it's crazy what they do. And um, and I don't want to get into too many spoilers about what happens because I want people to kind of discover for themselves. But there is one thing about the movie that sort of made me feel like, oh, there's one thing that they set up and that didn't fully pay off at the end. But then maybe the payoff actually happens after the movie uh, comes out. You know, that type of thing. So. Okay. So it's kind of hard, but uh, Minding the Gap. I saw it on Hulu. It's really good. Recommend people check it out. I saw a movie called The Monster, which is uh, a movie from a couple years ago, from 2016, maybe 2017. Mm-hmm. And it's about a, a young mother who's uh, she's all fucked up and everything. She's taking her daughter, her precocious, very smart daughter, to uh, the father because like he's getting custody or whatever. So she's gonna go take her. They're driving throughout the night. Car breaks down in the middle of the woods in the rain. The monster. You see what's happening here? I see. They're they're stuck out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and, then, there's a and then there's a monster out in the woods. Um you remember the movie The Strangers? Yes. Sure. Same director. Okay. It's the person who made The Strangers. Okay. So just like The Strangers, the, the best part about the monster is the the atmosphere of the movie that's very tense. He's very good at getting tension and like He's putting his characters in places where, as a viewer, you know danger is nearby. So the tension is like, oh, my God, is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen later? You know, what? You know, how will it happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's a very low-budget creature feature. Uh, the monster is one of those things. It's a lot of practical effects, the monster. Oh, nice. So it's I'm like... I'm a fan of the practical yeah. effects. Yeah. So it looks cool at times. And then also a couple shots looks very cheesy. Mm. So I kind of love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, that's for sure a dude in a suit. Well, at least that'll hold <laughs> yeah. up over time. It's very, it's very yeah. funny. Yeah, it's the thing. It, uh, in 10 years from now, people go back on it like, oh, that monster looks pretty freaky looking. It won't be like, oh, that monster looks like a cartoon. Yeah. Right? So uh, it's very low, very low budget. It's a type of low budget where the once the car gets into it's like it gets into an accident and it breaks down the side of the road and they're waiting for the tow truck and the ambulance. Like that little stretch of road they're on, they don't leave that stretch of road for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Gotcha. How, you know, it's like they have their one set. They stay on this set. It's it's almost like a bottle episode at that point. For mm-hmm. a majority yeah. of the movie, it's just in one location. Right there. And then they split up into miniature locations. So they're inside the car. Tow truck is over there. You know, the woods are on both sides of them. So the way they split that up is very smart. No, it's a not a bad movie at all. It's A2 Forager. Mm, so nice. it's their low, low budge yeah. uh, horror film. So The Monster. People can check that one out. Oh, you know what? Let me, I can fix that one. Here we go. That'll make that more intimidating. The Monster. Very like the yeah at the end. For yeah. Sure. yeah. The Monster. Yeah. yeah. Hello from the. Yep. Uh, Nick, you seen anything lately? You watching anything? Watching a lot of uh, anime with my son. Actually, oh, yeah? yeah, he's a big anime guy, and what he's he's really smart. He's putting it up with um, subheads rather than the dub version because well, he knows if it's dubbed. Okay, yes. if it's in English, yes, then I'm going to be on another screen mm-hmm. yeah. doing something else. But with the uh, the subheads, you gotta I gotta read it. You have to watch yeah. to pay attention. So what I like about anime, and I I can watch a lot of it at one time, and then I have to take a step back for a while. Sure, because the pacing is so different yes. than anything mm-hmm. uh, American uh, in terms of movies or uh, television shows. Mm-hmm. And so they slow it down. There's these nuances that you know are just cultural that you may not get or you may not understand why they're focusing on this one thing for that long, right? Or, culturally you're seeing like 
whether it's Japanese and they're doing like, you know, bath scenes and they're all taking baths together or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like uh, even, I mean, you're talking about anime specifically, but yeah. uh, like Japanese movies, they'll find ways to like harp on themes that aren't necessarily yeah. big in American movies. Exactly. So for like, you'll watch a Takeshi Kitano movie that's like a gangster film and then they'll have a scene where for five minutes they're throwing a, a, a or kicking around a soccer ball on a beach. And the music is all nice. And like, what is this? And they're always talking about duality, a man, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, no, they're just kicking around a soccer ball. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. But there's a couple of them that where the characters have uh, essentially superpowers. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's, it's neat to see a Japanese or another culture's take on what superpowers might be. Sure. And what um, powers are desired. Yeah, yeah, over there, and the responsibilities that come with them, and all that. So, My Hero Academia does a really good job of that. So, it's basically about a superhero school. My Hero Academia, Academia, yeah. So that one's really good. And then JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, (laughs) and and the name says it all, but it is super weird. So, sort of following these two families that are at odds over history, uh, but they have different uh, superpowers at different times that give them the abilities to do bizarro things which are awesome that sounds fun yeah it's Uh, a lot of fun what are you uh, watching these on uh they're mostly streaming online through like um crunchyroll and stuff like that so you've got a couple of systems out there that you can uh they can find you can stream them yeah that's the thing there's so many different platforms now yeah that's it's it's gone so far beyond like i guess what's the big three who netflix amazon is your big three those are big three pretty soon disney plus Big four. And then everything else. Shutter, Criterion. CBS All Access. CBS, 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 CBS All Access. Yeah. I want to watch that Twilight Zone DC. show. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the DC, DC channel. It's, it's, they've been rolling been going for a little while. Uh, how many shows do they have on there? They have like four I don't know. original shows that they're producing. Four or five all their, for the year. They've got all their old animated stuff on there. So oh, everything man. that they've done yeah. with the DC animated stuff that either you've seen on... You know, the Hulus or the Red Boxes or whatever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's all there for but streaming. But everything, how about the stuff from the 60s, 70s, and 80s? I mean, probably. As like, long as, long yeah, as they I'm own sure. the rights to it, I'm like, sure they've I, got it. I remember there. watching uh, Superboy cartoons in the 80s, running those on tape a lot, and uh, a lot of cartoons with crypto yeah crypto the super dog james gunn met with uh dc the warner brother people to talking about that yeah, yeah to talk uh, to direct something they gave him they said you can do whatever you want like, sure what do you want here's the whole slate you want superman you can have superman and he thought about it for a second and he almost did it because he liked crypto so much but then uh he's like no i'm not really feeling superman, superman is the poison chalice of superheroes it, yeah. it seems that yeah. way a lot of people are, are struggling with that one that so then james gunn chose uh suicide squad so that's yep. why he's uh, essentially rebooting that whole series um jojo's bizarre adventure my hero academia anything else you watching yeah uh mob psycho 100 but then uh mob psycho back, 100 yeah no, okay. that's a good one that's by the same them. guy who did one punch man i love one punch man yeah so that one's pretty fun so okay. far i'm not that far into it uh, a couple other things like somebody got me started on Adam Ruins Everything, so that was a lot of. That's fun That's a fun too. show. I do enjoy. Yeah, that one. I was yeah. surprised at how well produced that was. It's super well produced. I heard an interview with him where he talked about he was between seasons. I think it was between seasons two mm-hmm. and three, and he talked about how um, they lost their like their main director for the show because the show was so good. That oh, he I'm ended sure up, they're stealing up talent. Jobs, yeah, right, they're, yeah. They're they're getting poached, so they had to find other people. But yeah, I think that's a, a fantastic show. Yeah. Adam Conover, he's great. Yeah. He also does a lot of podcasts. If you listen, people listen to L because he's based out in LA. If you listen to LA podcasts, you, know, you hear him pop up on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, his, he's welcome to come on this podcast thing. anytime he wants. Get him on. He, he yeah. calls into Tom and Dan all the time. I, I don't know how that helps us, but. 
<laughs> You're sure on Commandant sometimes? I'm sure he's seen yeah. a movie, so he could come on this one. Oh, yeah. For, he has for sure seen a movie. He can, yeah. co- he can come into Sue and ruins movies with us. Yeah. yeah. Like Adam, you want to ruin Adam ruins movies. Adam, you want to, what do you want to ruins? You can ruins The Godfather. Ruin? You can ruins Jaws. That's funny. I wonder if they're avoiding... I don't know if they've done an Adam Ruins movies, but I wonder if they're avoiding that so he can continue getting jobs in that's movies that's or possible. everybody else. Or yeah. in, in the entertainment industry. Yeah, in exactly. Yeah. I like the episode where Adam ruins... Uh, I like that when he ruins herpes. Mm. He, ru- he ruined herpes? He ruins the herpes. Yeah, by telling... Everyone's got herpes. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh, thank yeah. God. Depending uh, on... I thought it was special. Some sort of herpes, yes. Her- yeah, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> that everyone's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 97% of the populace has some sort of herpes simplex. Yes. Some sort of herpes. Just, just, just as long as it's not the one that shows up on your junk. Junk or her- your face. Junk or herpes. Face. Well, there's a couple of face herpes. Yeah. You can be born with a certain uh, facial herpes... Because herpe- herpe- your mama had it on her junk. Not junk herpes. Those are different herpes simplexes. Herpes simplexes. Boy. This second cosmos is really kicking my ass. Um, I should have had lunch. <laughs> I, I probably should have had lunch. Yes, you, you should have really should eat. Okay. Uh, all right, so you watch a bunch of stuff. A lot of, lot of cool uh, lot of cool anime stuff. Adam yeah. ruins everything. What's that? This is True TV, I think it is. That's True TV, I think, I think it's, it's on. It's on. Couple, so now couple it's seasons on, on Netflix. On Netflix. Yep. Tell yeah, the truth. Sure. And uh, Drew's playing video games, and I saw uh, the documentary and the monster movie. Mm. All right, so there you go. That's what we've been watching. Uh, I got some movie news stories here, guys, real quick. Did you know, we may have mentioned this on the bonus episode, Drew, but Ben Affleck confirmed that he's done as Batman. He is Batman. No mo. Good. He, he was the worst Batman of them all. The worst of them all? Even worse than Val Kilmer? Mm-hmm. They made a joke about his uh, Val Kilmer lips in the they Lego did. movie, and that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. Nice. Yeah, it was good. George Clooney looks. George Clooney looks. George Clooney looks and Val Kilmer lips. Yeah, uh, yeah he confirmed yeah. that he's solely done. I mean, he didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah. So I think that was part of it, but yeah, that that uh, that's the thing. You know, they they are doing um, the Batman. Yes, and that's coming yep. out twenty. What year is it now? 2018, 19, 19, I think it's coming out 2021. Right, because they haven't even cast it yet, have they? No, that's the thing now. So that's no, the, it was, Batfleck was going to direct and star. People, right. People but no, now they got a different director. That now, they, I thought they were threatening to come out with some casting news like recently. That's a thing. You know, they always want to hide all that stuff because they don't want people to then find out who is almost up for those things yeah. and then they don't get the role and they're like, oh, I wish it was that person, that type of thing, you know. Um, I still remember the cast list from the original, from Batman Begins, the original uh, five that was down to that Christian Bale ultimately got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cillian Murphy, uh, or Killian Murphy, Cillian Murphy, he almost got it. That's why he got Scarecrow, because no one liked him so much. Jake Gyllenhaal was out for it. Joe yep. Manginello was the first time I ever read his name. I was like, Joe Mangia who? Mangia Julio? This guy? He can't be no Batman. Now, I'd be like, actually, he would have been a fine Batman. He would have been a fine he's Batman. A, he's yep. a good-looking guy. He's a yep. big dude. You know, he's very charismatic. Werewolf. He's a werewolf, yep. uh, as well as a, uh, a death stroker. Right? Yep. That's got to be done now. He can't be doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. He teased that. And then, um, who was the fifth person? I forgot. Or maybe the fifth person is Bale, as I'm thinking of it. Um, how about, maybe he's too old, if we keep doing old Batman. How about Keanu Reeves as Batman? Whoa, I'm Batman. I know Kung Fu. I mean, he's tall. And I'm Batman. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's like he's six foot three, guy. six yeah. four. He's a big dude. Well, maybe six two. He's a big guy, like broad, you know. He could be a big, intimidating Batman. A Batman that could, like, actually uh, do Kung Fu. Yeah. 
Like for real? And shoot people with guns. I mean, he could just keep doing John Wick <laughs> movies and I'd be okay with that oh, too. That, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's the thing. So uh, I bring up Keanu Reeves because he's, we got John Wick 3, John Wick Chapter 3, Colin, Colin Parabellum. Such a bad title. And uh, it's coming out this summer mm-hmm. and he actually had to turn down. In MC- he was flat out offered a role that he turned down for the MCU for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was offered the role of, uh, I don't know the name of this dumb character, but he's in the Captain Marvel movie. Okay. Uh, okay. The role being played the by... Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah. Oh, that's go. exactly correct. Yeah. They wanted him to be in that, and uh, he was into it. He liked the idea, but he, it conflicted with his uh, John Wick plans. John Wick comes first. Yeah. John McCall's comes first. John Wick has to come first. It looks so good. I'm so excited. The very end of the John Wick trailer, they show Halle Berry like shooting some guns and sliding under the table while her dogs are like yep. jumping over. Yep. Like, yes, I want I want this. I can't I'm so excited. That's the thing. You can't be showing me a John Wick trailer in front of your action movie. No. Because now I'm like, what now? Well, now this John yeah, the, yeah, the uh, action movie. Now you want me to watch Cold Pursuit? I just saw a John Wick trailer. <laughs> you want me to watch Cold Pursuit? Get the hell out of here. So uh <laughs> Jan Rog, that's the name of the character, Jan Rog, like that yep. matters. Um, and then when he uh, said he couldn't do it for John Wick, then they moved super fast uh, onto Jude Law, apparently. So that's how that happens. Um, you mentioned Halloween. Yes. And the remake of Halloween. They're working on a sequel. Uh, Bloomhouse wants to do a sequel. They hired a writer to figure out what they're going to do. So we'll see if... Uh, if it's the right story. If it's the right story, it's if it's even worth it. You it's know gonna, what? You know what? It's going to start all over again. Here's the thing. Well, all the Halloween <laughs> movies. How many Halloween movies are there now? 10, 12 of them? Uh, like two, two of, of them, them are good. good. The first two. And then Halloween, Halloween 3 is Halloween. interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so that means... The, Halloween and Halloween. Ha- yeah. Halloween's good. So is Halloween. <laughs> yes. uh, both Halloween 2s are going to be garbage. <laughs> yeah. Maybe both Halloween 3s will be interesting, but it's just going to start all over again. Yeah. yeah. The cycle starts again. Mm-hmm. See, that's how we got to break the cycle, guys. Stained said it best. It's been a while. <laughs> Escape from New York. Moving forward again no. with plans for a remake. They've been trying to remake this one for a while. I still want, I want to know what happened in fucking Cleveland. You know what? Why not just like reset it? Do a different escape from... Do a, re- do a reboot. Yeah. Escape from Cleveland. Either keep going to escape from Earth or go backwards and do escape from Cleveland. With a new Snake Plissken. And then they can redo the whole thing if they want to. They can keep going. Get yeah. me Wyatt Russell, man. He's, yes. his, he's his He is. Dad. His, he is. <laughs> he's his blonde-haired version of his dad. He's even got the same kind of snarl. Yeah. He's just like slightly better looking, taller because he got the Goldie Hawn Goldie Hawn jeans in him. Um, Escape from New York from 1981 already. Goodness gracious, it's been a long time. Uh, now that's the thing with John Carpenter. He don't care. Yeah, no, he gives no fucks. He will sign off on that bottom line as long as he gets that check. Yeah. So he can stay at home, smoke his weed, and play his video games uh, and watch his basketball. Those are and his compose three, some music and compose music. Yeah. Those those are his four great loves. Yeah. Weed. Basketball, video games, music. Even going to find a way to combine all four, and he's just in hog heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movies are now just a way for him to make some money. And so he can afford to smoke weed and play video games. So he's all for signing off on this. Now, Hollywood Reporter, they have the person that looks like has been signed on to write the screenplay and who may very well direct it. And it's this fella, Lee Juano. Juanel? W-H-A-N-N-E-L. I don't know how to say his last nope. name. Lee Juanel. This guy is a dude who his most recent movie is um, Upgrade. The, oh, the oh fake, okay. The that not was supposed Venom. to be good. It I didn't see good. it. It yeah. actually is. It's a really good, like, cool, it. low-budget sci-fi, like, ultra-violent 
um, uh, all dystopian the, action movie. All those things sound good for Escape from New York. Like, I feel like he could probably pull it off, this guy. If you want to give it to this dude, he's kind of an exploitation filmmaker at this point. Don't give him that much money. No. Treat Escape from New York as an exploitation sci-fi film. Give it the right approach. Yeah. yeah it could be good. No. I'm not trying to be like, this guy's going to hold up any movie as sacred. Like, oh, no, you can't make this movie. I mean... Remake movie. Got an idea to remake it, remake it. If it yeah. sucks, it sucks. I mean, Christ almighty, they, they did the thing. Yeah. If you're already the prequel. Gonna, the prequel. The C prequel. So if you're really going to be fucking that shit up, then go ahead and do all the other ones. Yeah, mess it up. Yeah. There's not, nothing secret. I mean, anymore. what was that one with uh, Escape from... We didn't get Escape from Earth. It was called... Lockout. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was Escape from Earth. President's daughter. President's the whole daughter, thing. prison, yeah. taking over. In space. To the point where Luc Besson, who was the producer... Got sued. Got sued. By the rights holders of Escape from New York, and I think lost. Yeah. So, yeah. He's <laughs> lost a lot of things. Yeah, y'all fucked up. Like his mind. Y'all yep. fucked up. And his talent. Um, Agreed. Did I click mm-hmm. on a different story here? Luke, I know you're say? listening. I apologize, but. Yeah, no, you're not very good anymore. Come on, anymore, figure bud. it out, man. <laughs> you're not very good anymore, bud. Uh, I could just watch The Professional all day, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. But then go watch Lucy. No. Again. No. That, uh... Well, yeah. Lucy is just like pop. Pulp, fun, sci-fi. Don't take it seriously. You know, the professionals more like take me seriously as an artist. Yeah. As I oh make, yeah. As I make a very good movie, Lucy is like we're just gonna make something crazy. We're gonna have a shot of a rhino's fucking in this movie. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Remember any rhinos fucking in the professional? Uh, was no, the, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was yeah. Nally, twelve-year-old Nally Portman smoking in her underwear smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So. uh there's that. Has other issues. <laughs> a few. Leon, the professional, actually is, you know, the one yes. that people should be watching, yep. to be fair. Um, so Escape from New York, we'll see if, uh, you know, for a while ago, Robert Rodriguez, speaking of him earlier, was attached to direct their version. I would watch that movie. movie. Would, yeah. Because, again, yeah. they'll probably That'd be low be budget. Yeah. Down and dirty. Yeah. Well, you got to make these things. Super violent. So just don't make a big budget. I think Lee Hornell might be the guy to do it. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow has Goop. Uh-huh. And we no- now we'll soon have... Goop TV. No. Yes. No. Yes. Do you have Netflix? I do. Well, then you're getting Goop TV, buddy. It. We all it's got it. Awful. It's on our TVs, whether we want it or not. Oh, it's going to be bad. Uh, she's she is she is crazy. I mean, look, just because her website sells vaginal eggs doesn't mean she's a crazy person. And yes, the power stickers with NASA technology. <laughs> Yep, they actually, metal center. They you. removed those after yeah. the complaints yeah. about after the NASA said no, no. NASA was like no, <laughs> no, no. These are stickers. They're like no, bad goop, bad <laughs> goop. No, um, according to Variety, each episode will be thirty minutes in length and will feature a number of experts in a particular field. Sounds very generic. So they're actually. not experts and they're talking bullshit. <laughs> so it's basically ancient aliens. Goop, CCO, Elise Slonin, and Gwyneth Paltrow will be hosting the episode. So it's, so. it's ancient aliens. I will hate yeah. watch that. I'll check out an episode or two. Yeah. Like, you know what, though? My greatest, my greatest, deepest shame of these days. I like Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> she's crazy. I the like actress? Her. Yeah. Okay. She's I'm fine part. as an actress, not I as like a person, her. though. When she pops up, she's Pepper Potts. I'm like, oh, it's Or Gwyneth a businesswoman. Uh, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. You know, she was in Seven. Come on. She was. 
Yeah, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. She's yeah. in Royal Tenenbaums. Come on, Margot uh, Tenenbaum. I mean, I mean, She's she, fantastic as Margot. She, what, last year I think she dressed up as her head in a she box? She did a Halloween costume with her yeah. head in a box. Oh, so, funny. no, yeah. exactly. She's, I mean, it's, She can be fun. She's still batshit crazy. She, she'll also go to a Kanye concert in Paris and, and like put on the Instagram uh, N-words in Paris but then like actually spell out the N-word yeah. and be like, you, you should be a white Ooh. lady. <laughs> do that white lady just because you're, like, you're hanging out with them doesn't mean you're allowed to use that word. Stars, they're just like us. Um, Crazy? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Now, in the um, this gets chalked up in the uh, understatement of the year category. Okay. Movie pass CEO admits company made, quote, a ton of mistakes. Huh. <laughs> really? Huh, no. Where? Wait a minute. I wonder where they think that started. <laughs> I got I to bring this up just because, Drew, we've been, we've been talking about Moopy Pass uh-huh. since, for since mo- it started. so long. Since it started, we were like, this is unsustainable. It's never well, going to yeah, work. Not necessarily even since it started, but when the shit really started hitting yeah. the fan. And then I got it. I signed in like a month and a half before uh, it, really you know, fell before out it started to, imploding. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been off. Shed and Freud uh, is a great word yeah. to describe the joy that we get from... Uh, actually, it's exactly what the words. The CEO said we made a ton of mistakes. The hard part for me is how much we've had to learn from our own mistakes last year. The primary one, growing too fast. You would never think that growing too fast is a thing, Yeah, but it really is. Yeah. And when well, you're losing money on each sale, yeah, growing too fast is a thing. might be something. Also, apparently this person never watched Shark Tank because that's an huh. issue almost every episode of Shark yeah. Tank. Now, this is uh, the growing too fast thing. Here's an actual number that is fascinating. I found this really, really fascinating. Do you guys remember when they announced the price change to 999? Uh-huh. Uh, people were having trouble getting their cards. Mm-hmm. And yep. they were like, for months, like, it's been two months. Where is my card that I signed up for? All right, well, here we go. Movie pass. Mitch Lowe says, I was talking to our CTO, and he said, by the way, you know we can only ship about 35,000 to 50,000 cards a week, right? And I said, yeah, I know that, but should we be able to call MasterCard and increase that? And the answer was no. 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 <laughs> no. So uh, they got they went from like 500,000 users to like 2 million within the span of a month. But they could not, not get out more than 50,000 yeah. cards at a time. So that's why people took months to get their cards. By the time I signed up, months and months after that, uh, I got my card within like a week. But wasn't it that there was some sort of crazy process where you had to check for availability on the app and then you had to buy it on the app and then you had to go there and buy it again? Yes, or... the way it works, you have to be within like half a mile of the theater. So you can't do it from home unless you're using one of the small amount of theaters that agreed to play ball with MoviePass and uh, like agreed to their terms and allowed e-ticketing so you can actually order from home. Regal did not play ball. So I, I would have to go to the theater, pull up the app, <clears throat> find the movie sign into it like click the button like this is the one that I want and then what it would do is it would then put money on my movie pass MasterCard and then I could go into the theater and then just pull up the showing and swipe my card and then I can buy my tickets using the MasterCard that they gave me because the money was then transferred onto that card I'm stunned bit of a process mm, yeah yeah. bit of a process Crazy. wow it reverted me for a month and a half to going to the movie theater to get my tickets ahead of time yeah. I was like what is this a fucking 90s yes now I gotta go to the movie theater in, in the morning yep. to get my tickets to reserve my seats to come back that evening to go see my movie as opposed to now uh, like for Captain Marvel Fundango Captain Marvel comes out in March I got my tickets for that last month yeah. We've had, I've had my tickets for that movie yeah. for fucking a month already 
I can't do that with movie pass. And then that's part of the reason why people were like, fuck this goddamn service. No. And uh, and then when they got to the point where now you show up to the movie theater, you pull it up, and then you see all not even all the movies are available or not all the showtimes are available, that's when I canceled mine. I was like, yeah. I, I literally can't even use this thing. It's not usable anymore. So. Well, now are the theaters kind of embracing that? Are they doing their own version of MoviePass? Yes. AMC yeah. does um, their A-plus Stubbs Reward Program, which is exactly the same thing. Uh, you, so you pay can see three movies a week it's, or something. Yeah, it's crazy. You pay 20 bucks a month. You can see three movies a week. Uh, it includes 3D and all that stuff. And they have like the Dolby Atmos theaters. You can you know upgrade to that ticket or whatever. It's all within the pricing plan. And yeah. then it's open to all the movies, all the showings. Uh, only reason I don't do that is because I got a Regal closer mm-hmm. to me than the yeah. AMC. Yeah. Regal has a movie club, but in Europe, in Europe, it's only for the European chain. So you fly to Europe it's a every week. It's a pain in the to ass. See movies, but I I look at it this way. I'm like, I get the miles. Yeah. So as I build no, the miles, and then That's I go brilliant. back and forth. So every time I which go is, see a movie, I which, get some more miles. Which is another reason why we need more Patreon support because uh, Chris is going into some hell of debt doing this my, every week. I am very heavily in the red to see these movies. I thought the movie pass would help cancel that out, but the it seems like it would, especially with the the, the transfer over to euros and everything. I thought that would be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. But I always like to that, transfer to euros. Those I are always, my favorite sandwiches. I, I, I always transfer to Euros whenever uh, I transfer to Euros at, at Penn Station, and then I take the red line up to uh, Montreal. Yeah. Uh, we're at an hour and a half, Drew. All right. So we're going to end this episode. Right now? <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Uh, Drew Sikogwin, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Chris. You're a good dude. Nick, to a certain degree. People, listen to it. Check it out. Brand Nux. Get some. Uh, car, what was the other one? That Card and Fast. Card and Fast. Follow it typewriter meetups go to the valentine's day meetup get yourself a special will you will you personalize them oh i will they'll still be sarcastic fuck yeah get your personalized sarcastic typewritten valentine's day card at foxtail in winter park this thursday be there tell them cinema crispity so sent you okay (laughs) tell them cinema crispity so sent you and uh okay so i think that's it right right drew thank you welcome nick thank you thank you guys for listening we appreciate it go to our patreon please A PFT Media Production.